0: Are you a homeschooler and a military spouse? Homeschooling can be tough and military life challenging. The Military Homeschool Podcast is the perfect tool to add to your arsenal as you navigate life as a military homeschooler. Join Crystal and her guests each week as they bring relevant information to equip you, stories to encourage you, and content to inspire you. You don't have to go it alone. Tune in to the Military Homeschool Podcast and be energized in your military homeschooling journey. You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff, and Conley McVeigh joins me today. Conley Mm -hmm. is an Army chaplain's wife, serving the Lord alongside her husband, Greg, in his role since 2006. She's graduated two of her three homeschoolers. Her passions include leading Bible study and equipping and encouraging women. You can find her blog at whateverstateimin.com, and I'll have a link to that in our show notes today. She's proud to be the MOC, love that, maintainer of the calendar of the McVeigh household for her often traveling husband, two young adult daughters, and 16-year-old son. After earning a BS in marketing and an MBA, Conley has worked in nonprofit ministry development for 25 plus years, currently as an at-home copywriter. Conley has been married to Greg for 23 years and considers being his wife and life partner, the greatest gig ever. Yes. Welcome Conley. Hi, Crystal. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you're here with us. Well, tell us a bit about your family and yourself and what led you to homeschooling. Okay. Well, you covered so much of it in the introduction.
1: Um, I'll try to share different things. Uh, we are currently stationed at Air uh, Shaw Air Force Base, which is in uh, Sumter, South Carolina. But our family lives in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, we have three children. Are as you mentioned, our two oldest, they're girls, Ashley and Alexis, and they both graduated uh, from high school and are doing the college thing. And our son Shane is 16 years old, and he'll be a junior in high school. Uh, This coming fall. So that basically means that I have done high school math um, begrudgingly one time for myself and three times with my kids. Can't wait for that to be done. (laughs) Um, So you asked what led us to start homeschooling. Um, when we joined the Army in 2006, and I remember shortly after joining that we talked with a friend, that I was talking with a friend about homeschooling. And I just felt, even at that moment, that it was something that I was going to do. I knew that we were going to be moving often. I did not know how much at that point. Um, and I knew that we would probably, you know, if if we kept them in school, they would be changing schools very uh, frequently. So I wanted to offer something that was more um, tailored to what we wanted and also gave them some consistency. Uh, So uh, we went, our second duty station was in Germany and our kids went to a DOD school and that was great, no problems. But when we left there, it was a mid-year move and we decided to go ahead and jump in and do the homeschooling. So perfectly for over the next eight years, I think we moved on average, every 20 months. So I was exceptionally thankful that the Lord had given me the desire to homeschool and we had proceeded forward with it.
0: Oh, that is so neat. And homeschooling really does fit into a military lifestyle, I think, easier than public schooling or private schooling, even because as military families, we adapt anyway. And so then our children's education can be consistent. Exactly. out. So that's one of the many reasons why we chose to homeschool too. Yes. Well, according to your bio and what I know of you personally, <laughs> you're a very busy lady. Yes. And in addition to homeschooling, you also work from home. I would love to hear about your work and how you got started.
1: Okay, so for the past uh, 25 years or so, I've worked in various capacities in nonprofit ministry development. Uh, until Greg and I married in 1999, I worked for one ministry in an office and I found my passion writing scripts for TV direct mail, promotional materials, even Bible study newsletters and booklets. And so without getting into the all the nitty gritty of all the years that have passed since then, I will say that this is what I'm still doing. Uh, I work for a large ministry development company with a list of clients. And um, I do the same thing, write copy for a direct mail, um, promotional materials, even Bible study newsletters and booklets. Uh, It this enables me to blend my love for all things marketing with my love for nonprofits that are out there in the world, you know, reaching people, meeting needs, and sharing
0: the love of Christ. Oh, that is so amazing! And you are a very talented writer too. I'm blessed to read some of your work, and that is, and I'm so excited about your blog too. So, Thank thank you. I've got to ask, you know, with everything you do. How do you fit it all in? What's your secret? Do you have any time management tips for us or to advice? How do you get it all done?
1: Okay. So I think my biggest secret is the old saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I think I'm kind of a, um, a masterpiece um, reboot person. <laughs> when something doesn't work, we just um, try again. So I do have a few tips. Um, The first one for me, it's coffee and Jesus, which means I get up before my kids and have done this for years Um, just to have a few hours to myself. Like I said, for me, it's to drink a cup of coffee and read scripture. Um, I also that gives additional time for any kind of day planning or lesson planning and maybe just a minute to breathe before um, there's so much noise and and work to do. Um, So that's my first one. Um, Next, over the years, I learned how critically important it was to set my actual work hours and then set our actual homeschool hours. Now, as the kids grew, uh, their homeschool hours increased and they didn't need me as much. So that, that, you know They worked the hours that they needed to, but when they were still young, they knew what hours mom was working, and it usually started before they woke up, and then they knew not to bother me. Um, as a copywriter, I need a certain level of quiet and uninterrupted time, so they knew not to bother me until a certain time of the day, and then the time that I had dedicated to them was theirs, and they knew that I wasn't going to be taking calls or writing a quick thing or whatever, and my employer also understood this. And allowed me to set those hours. A next piece of advice would be that I, over the years, have always fit in time for myself. Maybe sometimes more successfully than others, but I have to have um, an hour a day for exercise. Uh, This keeps my mind clear. It lowers, you know, the stress level. The kids like me better when I'm exercising, and then other things like social activities for myself, not just for the kids, but coffee with friends and going out in the evenings and doing things with my husband date night. Um, This is just important, crucially important to feeling like you're giving your best to both your job and your kids. Um, Big one here, move your kids towards independence. Um, in learning and in all areas, in all aspects of life. Um, you know, as much as I want to be the mom who cooks and cleans and fixes for everyone all the time, that is just not who I am, especially as we decided that I would uh, work as well. So my kids started doing their chores, um, working around the house. You know, we we uh, share the load of dinner and and grocery buying and all the things, um, not just with my husband, but also with my kids. They've been doing their own laundry since they were old enough to read the signs on the wash machine, and that's a good thing, but also in their learning. When they started out as little children, of course, I set the schedule and said what we were going to accomplish in a day, but as they grew, I started allowing them to keep their daily accomplishment list, uh, they would sit down with me at the beginning of a week and share with me how they were getting everything done by what they were doing each day in math and science and, and reading and all of those. And then as time went on, I was able to remove myself completely from their schedule because they had it down pat what they were supposed to do. And that really saved us so much time and energy and effort. Uh, Next, I would say that um, every homeschool mom needs to have a tribe of homeschool moms, people who are doing life with you and sharing in the burden of the day, who maybe they'll watch your kids while you have um, meetings or other things going on with work or appointments, you know, getting your hair done or going to the dentist Um, And then also you can share, you know, if you really struggle with that high school math, let one of them kind of take over for that. And um, and then you you fill in for them when they need it as well. Um, I was thinking of a time when we were just starting out with homeschooling. Uh, We were living in Fort at Fort Irwin, California, which is very remote. So there wasn't the whole kind of, you know, homeschool co-ops and things like that for us to partake in. But I did have a group of moms. And we all put our kids in a homeschool swimming class on base. And we would meet there once a week and sit by the pool. Uh, Crystal, my kids took swim lessons for the entire two and a half years we were there because that was me time. And that was time to connect with those moms. And they were, they're were they great swimmers. Oh, my goodness. It worked out for all of us. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, another thing is there are so many. I mentioned it before, but there are so many co-ops and homeschool groups. And I encourage moms to get in, um, involved in those. I know um, some people want to maintain so much control of their homeschooling, and I understand that, but I also think there's so much benefit in sharing and learning from each other, and um, and then getting your kids with others, too, and over time, that lends itself to study days where they can sit down with a group of their peers who are all doing the same thing, and they can study together, and that, again, removes mom from the equation,
0: I think that's important too, because our kids need a tribe too.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: we homeschool because, and for different reasons, but for us, one reason is we also want to be careful who influences our kids. Sure, of course. But that is, it's so important for them to have a tribe too, especially as much as we move and they need those connections. And I know with my kids, um, both my older kids who have already graduated and my two younger the friends that they've made through homeschooling you know whether it's been a co-op or a field trip group or some you know in some other way like that um those are friends that they still hang out with you know even exactly. virtually you know while we're so or a Zoom yeah. or uh well like Seth is going my son Seth is going to visit your son right <laughs> we're so excited to have
1: him and we actually have an entire group of kids coming that week well boys um coming that week along with Seth friends we've made from uh places all around the country. So it's going to be a super fun week. <laughs>
0: oh, that's And that's one of the blessings of homeschooling too. You know, we it didn't is. have to work around a school calendar so yes. can work around what works for our families and the kids and everyone, you know, that way everybody else can come too, And so Gosh, that's right. that is so important. And I love that you're mentioning ways of making your children or teaching your children independence. Yes. You no. Know, as it's not something that they knew from the get go, but it's right. something that as they aged, at least what I hear you saying is as they grew older, you implemented more and more, you know, incrementally okay. and, um, to where now they are more independent and are so. able to do a lot more, but yeah. you also made that me time. You know, I always use the analogy of when you get on an airplane They say that if in the case of an emergency to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before your favorite kid, (laughs) as I've heard joked about, that's sitting next to you. And that's because if, you know, if you don't have the oxygen, you know, what you need to keep living, then you can't then help. Um, someone else we have our responsibilities i mean we get that you know the things that we have to do but we can also make time to refresh and restore ourselves spiritually emotionally physically you know I yeah. see that with the, making time for exercising and being mm-hmm. healthy and then in the time for you to have your tribe but you're also in in the process making sure that your children, have connections too. I just love that. And I did not mean to interrupt. You just have such amazing advice. I love that. So thank
1: you. Thank you. Well, I was just going to
0: add, you know, homeschooling
1: is not an easy task. Uh, If you decide to take homeschooling on, you need to understand that it's a big chunk of your life. It's really so much a part of your life. And then when you add working, whether that's part-time or full-time at home or away from home, that adds a whole nother element. Uh, So you have to really uh, prioritize things within your own household that make it work. And that's why I started this whole thing by saying, if something doesn't work, you reboot and you try again. And that is what I did over all the years that we have done this is just keep working and keep trying. So within your um, framework of homeschooling and and developing the independent kids, you also need to be aware that you are going to have to adjust time and time again. Uh, for instance, I have two girl learners and I have a boy learner and my girl learners were very much quicker to grab onto that whole independent learning thing. and They kind of thrived in that. Whereas my son took a few more years of sitting at the table with him and making sure things got done and making sure he understood. And that's okay. We had to um, readjust things and, and figure out how life was going to work while that season was going on. But still with me pushing him at every turn to, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this instead of me doing it for him. And then eventually in the last couple of years, he just kind of flew and took off on his own. And it was beautiful, beautiful to see.
0: You know, we hear so much in the army, especially about resilience. And that's what I hear you saying with flexibility. You know, we need to use that same resiliency that we are. Our husbands are taught being in the military in our own families as well, in every area, including homeschooling, because that's one of the other great things about homeschooling is we're not stuck to a specific curriculum or schedule or um philosophy, we can use what works for each child. You know, what I do with Erica, my 17 year old daughter, is different in some ways, you know, not in every way, but in some ways to what I do with my 17 year old son. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's the neat thing. We can be flexible and adapt to that to their needs and our needs. Very true. So I have a question that um, is a little bit different than what I was planning to ask. Okay, that's fine. As a long time homeschooling mom and you work at home and you're a chaplain's wife and a military wife, you know, you have all those things, ticked all those boxes. What would your advice be for someone who is thinking about homeschooling, but isn't quite sure if that is right for their family or if that's something they want to, you know, put the time into? I mean, because it does some, it does take some sacrifice. For sure. Well, let me let me
1: say this. I think a lot of people were kind of thrust into homeschooling over the years that we've dealt with COVID. And I have shared with many friends, crisis homeschooling is not the same as actually making an intentional decision to homeschool. Um there was probably a lot of pressure. I can't even imagine having to try to adhere to what a school wanted you to do by doing it from home. Um, so if you are um, striking out homeschooling and you and you use that as your model, um, erase that right. and start again. I think um, and you just alluded to the fact that homeschooling, when you're doing it from your heart and your own head is intentional, it's planned um, and it's special because it allows you to pour into your child in a way that you might not get to do if you were sending them off on a bus. Every day to learn under someone else's guidance, so claim it as your own. And it's not a crisis thing. It's not a pressure thing. It needs to be something that you breathe with, and grow with, and um, fidget with, and change. And your kids will be okay with that because you know they they know you. <laughs> they are not expecting anything else than what they've gotten from you as a parent all these years. Um, I think I would also say that if you're just striking out uh two two more two things one is don't don't give it a year and then decide to quit uh, i think back to our very first year of homeschooling and it was a struggle it was a struggle to get the kids on board with behavioral things and also i didn't have time management skills in this regard under control at all i was running off and doing way too much um, as a chaplain's wife and being involved in in things that were um, leadership roles in that area that I eventually had to step back from to be able to pour into the homeschooling the way that it needed to be done. So one year is not a good test. You have to stick with it for longer than that. Uh, for your own heart, for your children's heart, for your husband's um, heart and understanding what he needs to actually give to the process as well. It, it, you know, if he's in the picture, I also would say that if you're um, just striking out and just starting out is to take some time, um, maybe with friends and, and, and maybe with your spouse, but definitely take some time to d- decide right from the start. What is my why? Why am I homeschooling? Uh, For us, we did not do this to start off. We kind of kicked off and just started going. And I was picking curriculums and doing these activities and everything. And I remember there was a certain point about three years in where I was laying in bed one night. I was in tears crying to my husband (laughs) that it just didn't seem like we were accomplishing a thing at the end of the day. And he said, you know, I think maybe we need to establish a mission statement for our homeschool. And I thought, "Okay, brilliant. Why are we doing this? What is our goal? And I can't even begin to tell you how many mission statements there could potentially be out in the world. We all have a different um, goal for our homeschooling. Really, some moms and dads might be totally focused on developing road Scholars. And so your program is going to look super academic. Whereas another family might be totally um, decided that they want their children to receive sports scholarships. So they're going to homeschool enough to get their kids to every practice and game and team and all those things. And that's okay too. Um, And so we decided what it was that we wanted to accomplish. And I will tell you that gave so much freedom because within that boundary, I was able to pick and choose the things that fit what we wanted to ultimately achieve. For our kids. And so that is my, maybe that's my number one piece of advice is to, before you
0: start, know your why. Oh, I love that. Because the first homeschool conference for yeah. me was, oh my, <laughs> who <laughs> had any idea that there was so many different curriculums and homeschooling my goodness, yes. styles? All mm-hmm. I had ever known was the public school and you, you have your school room and you sit there and you're, you know, you have this this bell that'll go off when you change classes and, and different things like that. And that is so true. You know, even schools, though, public or private often have a mission statement. Yes, they and do. so why shouldn't we, but that fits what we as parents feel that the Lord is leading us to do with our children, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. I hadn't thought of saying it as a mission statement. And uh-huh. I love that because I think that is a great way of getting the whole family, you know, mom, dad, and kids on the same page, you know, maybe yes. print it out, hang it up somewhere so Definitely. that the whole family can see it. And, sure. but to know your why before mm-hmm. you choose curriculum, before you decide on a homeschooling style, and then be flexible. Like, and then know, be it goes flexible. back, yep, yeah, goes back to that be flexible. You don't have to look like, public school system. You don't have to look like the Joneses next door or in your homeschool co-op or, you know, be who you, you and your husband have decided that you're going to be as homeschoolers follow the Lord's leading. And that's what's important. And lots of prayer.
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Do you have anything in closing that you would like to share? Um, I I will
1: say in. Just to piggyback on what you just said, which was so perfect, which is do not compare yourself to anyone else, even with once you have your mission statement and you know what that is and you and you adjust it as time passes. Um, and even if you're in a co-op and you see these families, um, I was never one of those moms who did the cute crafty things with their kids. And I remember kind of feeling bad about that for a time like, oh, my goodness, what are we missing out on that? We don't have a. A dynamic little chore chart that moves and all these uh, pieces, but that just wasn't me, and it did not fit with the work, the work lifestyle, um, because when I was finishing homeschool every day, I was rushing off, you know, to sit at my computer and work, and that is a decision that we had made as a family, and so I wanted to honor the decisions that we had made um, for our future uh, financially. Um, but just be very cautious about that comparison thing. Now that doesn't mean that you can't learn something great right. from the Joneses next door. They might have, implemented something that and maybe you heard something from me today that you think oh my word I really want to implement that in our homeschooling that's great but if it causes you to to um, stress or you know it won't fit you know every every family has a personality so you need to play to the strengths of the personality of your home and if those things those suggestions that you're hearing don't play to those strengths I can promise you now your kids are not going to like them. They're going to balk at those things and you're going to and you're going to be frustrated. So um, the comparison game, there's no place for it.
0: Amen. Amen. That That is so (laughs) true. Well, Conley, my family and I are so blessed. Um, I alluded to this earlier to the listeners that our family knows Conley and her family personally, and we're so blessed to know them. And Conley Mm -hmm. really is an amazing woman of God and just a joy to know. Thank you so much, Conley, for joining us today. Mm -hmm. And one final thing would you share your blog again so that if anyone wants to follow you, they can find you? Or if you have social media, anything you want to share.
1: Yes, I appreciate that. Um, It's whatever state I'm in dot com. And that's, you know, playing off of the scripture, whatever state I'm in to be content. Um, But it also plays off the military. We move. So we are living in different states all the time. So it's kind of a play on words there. And it is about homeschooling. But it's also just about military life and the things that we go through and, and the adjustments we have to make in our marriage and in our home and in our fitness and all those things over time. So I would love to have you. Thanks so much, Crystal.
0: Thank you, Conley. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks so much for listening in today. Links to all the resources Conley mentioned will be included in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. I would love to hear from you. Email me at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook and Instagram. At Military Homeschool Podcast. Please help spread the word about this podcast to your homeschooling military friends and family and then join me next week for another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.